Hi everybody, it's Tizzy time, and of course when I'm doing a podcast, Charlton Richardson is calling me. I'm going to tell him I'm going to call him back. Okay. <laughs> um, but hey guys, it's Tizzy time, and today we're talking about spending that money, honey. Uh, financial wellness, fiscal responsibility, generational wealth. Spending habits, budget habits, debt, credit, whatever you got. We're talking about it today because it's the money cast. Yeah, let's call it that. The money cast. Um, yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, I'm just going to, before I get into today's main topic, because I have so much I want to talk about, so we're going to jump into uh, Generational Wealth Money Management Podcast in a second. But I just want to, you know, see how everyone's doing. Make sure everyone's okay and they consistent in their goals, unlike myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, updates in my life. That's what I put first. What can I get updates? Also, I moved again. I'm not going to say where. I'm not going to say where. It's a secret. I moved again. I got a really great opportunity. I'm not going to say where or what or where. Um, but I feel like if you have me on LinkedIn, you already know. But damn. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I moved. The real ones know. And if the real ones don't know, then the realer ones know. And if the realer ones don't know, the realest ones know. <laughs> um, but on a serious note, I moved. I got an opportunity. Yeah, I'm no longer in the towns. Kind of kind of miss New York. Not kind of. I miss it a lot. But what can you really do when life calls or when, you know, God gives you a blessing that you really can't pass up? And basically, you pray for, you know, message, sign, anything you want to put it under, anything you want to close it under. Um, basically, I got an opportunity to really further my dreams and really uh, get to a place where I know, God forbid I fall on my butt. I'm really not falling on my butt. I'm just really projecting everything that I want to do. So I have that opportunity to do that. And I also promised myself as well. This is why I remain consistent. Everybody's going to laugh, but I'm being serious. The reason why I decided to do this podcast after years, literally not, it's only been a couple months, but the reason I decided to do it was because I realized that I was putting all into work. I was literally being paid and I'm literally not even was, but am being paid to promote other people's social platforms and promote their brands. And I'm not promoting my own. So what type of message is that? So I decided to jump back and really chase my dreams just as much as I chase real work or, you know, my nine to five. So I decided to come back in and, you know, have a podcast on money management, um, something I've really learned about over the past year more than previous years. But uh, just talking about what it means to me and how you can be fiscally responsible and also have fun or, you know, be fiscally responsible and save for fun later in the future. But that's what we're talking about today. So that's just a quick update about what's going on in my life. Um, Yeah. Move, guys. Um. So I want to know what like what's currently going on with everybody. Once you hear the podcast, just like give any updates you have on, you know, life or how, you know, your dream chasing is going. I mean, I remember I did a podcast a couple months back. I think it was So Fresh, So Clean, um, where I basically discuss what it's like to prepare for your season and get ready for all the blessings God is about to bestow on you. Um And I hope everybody was preparing or has prepared or is still preparing, but get ready for what you need to do. And it's so funny how I'm talking about money management today, but I'm also going to tie in a part, tie it in, excuse me, tie in how money management and preparing for your season is one and the same um, in a way, or basically not one and the same because it's, it's, um, basically it's similar. It's not alike. Um, So basically... With it being similar, I feel like when you're financially prepared, well, if you're preparing for your season, that's when you are financially prepared. And basically, you're prepared in all aspects. But not to ramble, let's get into today's topic. Um, yeah, so first topic of choice is 
But before, you know, before I get into money management, because that is what it's mostly about, um, let's talk about what's going on in today's atmosphere and today's climate. Um, let's start off with what everybody's literally talking about right now on all social platforms, amongst each other as people of color, amongst people of non-color, just what's going on today. Uh, Shakari Richardson, my cousin, my blood, my flesh. Probably not my blood or my flesh, but you know, we, we've crossed paths somewhere. We were probably on the same plantation, whatever, it doesn't matter. Somewhere down the line, ancestors are connected. So my cousin, <laughs> basically uh, Shakari and her situation. I just want to firstly like applaud Shakari because not only is she handling the situation with grace, you guys are speaking on this young woman and she hasn't cursed any one of you out yet and maybe we aren't related because i would have been cursing all of you assholes out and let me explain why shikari was praised less than a week ago about not only beating a world record because she did that before going to the olympics let's just make that clear but for having very similar attributes to that of Flo Joyner, who in her prime was one of the best runners and the best female athletes of her time Okay, and let's put the cherry on top. She was of African-American descent. Then all of a sudden results come out that Shakari has been, you know, dibbling and dabbling in her, her demon. Or, you know, let's say she's been partaking in extracurricular activities, smoking, right? Smoke the blunt, smoke some bud, right? And you guys act like she went out and murdered a family or a small village, you guys talked down on her. You disgraced her attributes. You made her seem like she was this cocky, arrogant black woman who runs when she's just proclaiming her achievements and her accomplishments or her abilities. But what you guys took it as as she was being cocky and she knew she knew the rules. But never did Shakari come out and say, oh, at the end of the day, it's just weed. Why shouldn't I run? She never said any of that. Your favorite celebrities did, your influencers did, the people who shift the culture on social media did, and you guys ran with it. You made it seem like Shikari said that herself. Then yesterday, it comes out that TMZ interviewed her, basically, and she was very, uh, she was very friendly, very kind, no attitude, nothing. A 21-year-old, 22-year-old girl, really in the front flesh, a young woman. And y'all painted this picture of her like she was angry and upset and dissettling because, excuse me, not dissettling, unsettling because she has her demons too, or she's a person too, and she has her faults. You guys literally critiqued her about what she did in her personal time. And then let's, let's literally put the syrup, the cherry, the sprinkles, put in the, the cone too on why she did what she did. She just lost her mother. Now, I'm not saying, yes, rules are rules. We know that, bro. But how would you handle, God forbid, losing your parent and then your mom at that, the woman who birthed you? How are you handling that? There's some people who don't even, you're right, there are some people who don't smoke. There's some people who, when they lose their mother, they go into this deep spiral of depression and they're never the same person. So would you prefer her to be at home you know, wallowing in her sorrow, you know, crying every day, not reaching her full capacity. Y'all are complaining about weed that is legal in, I would say, about 20 states. That's what your main concern is. What Shakari does in her, her private time. And again, like I said, she never came out and said, oh, the ruling is unfair. I can't believe they did that to me. She never said that. She said, I am human. I make mistakes. Literally tweeted it. I am human, which she is. You have to stop. And that's another thing, too. Please, as black people, as a collective, can we stop glorifying celebrities? They're people, too. They just decided to go hard on their dream and prep for their season and say, you know what? I'm going to do what I do best and get money for it. Lots of money for it. And that's what takes me to this quote. I was thinking about this on a card before I recorded this podcast. And I realized the goal of this podcast is not only to bring awareness to your pockets and your funding, but to bring awareness of how when one we help one we and as, as a community can help one, we can help all. Generational wealth is not just for 
family purposes or your own generations. It's for every generation, your friends' kids, your your friends, your kids, just passing along the wealth, sharing the wealth. That's the main consen- consensus at the moment. Making sure that if you're put on, you're able to put another 10 people on and vice versa and vice versa, keeping the trend alive, paying it forward. And a lot of people think money management just comes with you protecting and being aware of your finances. It's not. If you have kids, that's their finances too. If you have a partner, their finances too. Now, if you really want to go there, if you have a husband, a wife, a partner, literally bound by a document and rings, right? Like, let's call marriage for what it is in a business standpoint. You have to be financially fit as well in a relationship. People just think, oh, marriage is for love. Yes, marriage is for love. That's a part of it. But think about the business aspect as well. That becomes one asset. doesn't become yours, mine, and ours anymore. It becomes just ours, you know? So, yeah. Um, But continuing on, what I want us to do as a community is really pay it forward. That's really why I put this podcast out. So we can be contingent with our money and we're not just frivolously spending, which I'm going to talk about because I asked you guys to do a survey and I asked if you were frivolous or frugal. And you, a lot of you guys are frivolous. I got to stop hanging around you guys. <laughs> That's why I'm frivolous. <laughs> but um, on a serious note, I feel like the reason why we are frivolous individually and as a community is because we like flashy things, man. We like flashy things. Look at the culture. Looking nice, buying nice things. That's in our culture, bro. Literally, we've derived from people who had, let's call it what it is, Mansa Musa. Richest man in the world. We've derived from him. And if we haven't directly derived from him, our ancestors were in the same tribe as him. Same, same, same people. So it's just in our DNA to want nice, flashy things, especially as black Americans. We like nice things and we shouldn't be, you know, shot down for it, but we should be responsible. That is one thing I would say. We need to be responsible, very much so. Um, And not even just like, black and white thing. As people, we need to be responsible with our money. If you're not looking at it from a race standpoint, look at it from a class standpoint. We're not rich. Only literally, maybe instead of 1% now, maybe it moved up 2%. 2% of the nation's wealth is some of the wealthiest people alive. I know I'm not part of that 1-2%. Do I want to be? Absolutely. <laughs> but to get there, we have to be smart and manage our money correctly. So that is a good transition into what I want to talk about. So I asked you guys if you were frugal or frivolous, and I'm only one person said they were frugal. And honestly, guys, we got to do better. And I'm going to be honest with you. The person who said they are frugal with their money have, I'm going to be honest, is living life. And that's all from being frugal. All from being frugal. The person who put frivolous, my friend, is living her life, y'all. It's a wife. And here I am, being frivolous, and it's a girlfriend. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Um, but on a serious note, one person said they were frugal, and she don't look like she's frugal. I'm going to keep that honest. She don't look frugal. But here I am, spending frivolously, and I look like I'm frugal. <laughs> so I want to touch on that. Frugal and frivolous. So if you know what frugal and frivolous, if you don't know what frugal and frivolous is, excuse me. Um, Frivolous means you just spend money like it's going to burn if it's in your pocket. Spend, spend, spend. And then when time is ready to, you know, meet Uncle Sam, talk to Uncle Sam, you don't know what you did with your money. That's spending frivolously. Frugal means you get your money and you budget and you save and you do what's necessary. And then when Uncle Sam comes, you could be like, ah, take a little extra 10 for your ride home. That's what you can say. But yeah, we don't want to be on the frivolous aspect unless you got it like that. Now, if we are financially fit with our money, we can be frivolous. Sure, ah, throw throw $1,000, no problem. But being frugal... Basically would be, ah, here's a thousand dollars because I have it, but I, I don't really want to give it to you. That's what frugal is. And that, ah, I should have asked you guys, are, are you cheap or are you giving? That would have been good to tie into money management too. Ah, too late. But um, basically, yeah, frugal and frivolous, um, two ends of the spectrum. 
opposite twin flames. And unfortunately, I feel like frivolous is the red devil on your shoulder and I'm always banging with the frivolousnessness. <laughs> so I have to learn how to be frugal, but I am learning. Um, so ever since, and before, like, because everybody thinks, you know, oh, you just moved into your first apartment last year. I lived in an apartment at school. Just because I wasn't physically paying with a job attached to it. But like, can we can we stop the stigma that college is not real life? Like if you lived in a house in college or if you had a job in college, that's not a real it's not a real thing. It's a very real thing. I had an entire house in college. Okay? Entire home to myself for majority of the time I had it. And then I had a roommate, but my roommate was never there. So it's technically my home. Okay, so that, let's start there. At a home, was I paying for it directly? No, but was I working every day, giving my 20 hours a week to uh, the development I lived in and that paid my rent? Absolutely. So where do we equate, you know, what I'm physically throwing out to what I'm working for? You get what I'm saying? Literally, okay. <laughs> but... When I first started renting my apartment in Jersey last year, I really realized what it was, what it meant to be like frugal, saving your money, budgeting, etc. And I'm going to be honest with you, like it was times where I couldn't afford certain aspects. I mean, like when I moved to Jersey, I didn't have a dining table until I moved to where I live now. You get what I'm saying? I didn't have certain elements of what I had in Jersey, what I had now. And that's because I was being frivolous with my money before I decided to jump in and get an apartment and not that I jumped in because it was well thought out but I jumped into the point of not really knowing what it contains to have an apartment you can have an apartment you can have a space but you have to remember one thing I could say okay I get why people say like when you lived in college it's not real because you know basically in college you got they provide furniture you have a fridge you have you know washer and dryer dish you know dishwasher things like that not saying you don't have those things in the apartment of course you have your appliances but you now you're spending money on a washer and dryer now you're spending money on groceries every week and i'm telling you groceries groceries accumulate bro i me personally i just bought bread last week two loaves it's gone it's gone i bought it last week thursday here we are on a next a next thursday and it's gone so yeah Money is money when you're an adult. Um, and it's not Monopoly money. It's real, like, I'm going to cry because I had to spend $40 on, you know, an oil change or something. Adult life is hard. And continuing on to that, what people don't realize as well, like with an apartment, you're, you're, you're paying separate bills. It's not just to live in an apartment. Now you're paying, you know, well, now that I think about it, maybe people are right. <laughs> maybe it wasn't. Um, but you're paying like light and gas now, you're paying for electricity, you're paying for um, garbage removal, like you're, it's all these little funds, uh, you're paying for your renter's insurance, you're paying for all of these little things, and you're not realizing how expensive it could be. You're not realizing that at all. So you have to keep in mind for those things as well. Um, trying to think what else. Um, yeah, so that's that's mostly that. Like, I realized I had to shift from being a frugal person, um, basically sh shift from being a frivolous person, excuse me, to being a frugal person. And honestly, it makes me feel like when I'm being frugal, I'm not having fun. But it's not that I'm not having fun. It's just now I'm saving up towards stuff that not only will work for me, like, in the long run, but it's an investment. Like, even when I bought my car, I had to suck it up because like I needed a car and long term I'm happy I have a car because you're not thinking like damn if I don't have a car now I'm taking a train or I'm spending money on Ubers or I have to find a reliable source of transportation but when you have a car yeah you go through like say for example tire shit and like you know gas stuff and like <laughs> I said shit and stuff but um you go through like oil changes, like, you know, maintenance for your car. But that's a small price to pay than having to worry about traveling on a bus or a train or having to 
worry about creepy Uber drivers or worry about what time you got to get home and get there or not being able to make events because, say, for example, where you live, transportation is not really reliable. So there's a lot of factors in. So every money move has its pros and cons. And that's what I think about when I spend money. And that's kind of like a tip to help me save on money and really know what I'm accounting and putting my dollars towards. Um, so that's a little tip. Pros and cons of what you're about to do. Um, you can't really pros and cons bills. That's the uh, the, fine <laughs> the fine clause. You cannot pro and con bills. It's only one con to bills, all of them. But there's, o there's also only one pro. It's a bill. <laughs> Literally, there's no good things about bills. But you have to pay your bills. Pay your bills, guys. Because the government does come to collect. It doesn't matter who you are i.e. Wesley Snipes, i.e. Lauren Hill, i.e. Martha Stewart, i.e. Jeffrey Epstein. I could keep going, i.e. Bill Cosby. Um, but anyway, uh, so I didn't ask you guys, I didn't ask if you're a spender or a saver, which I should have asked as well, but obviously that ties into frivolous and frugal. If you're a saver, obviously you're frugal. If you're a spender, obviously you're frivolous. Um, but I really do want to know, like, once you hear this podcast as well, let me know if you're a person who is giving or a taker. So what I mean by that is, are you a person to be like, no, don't worry about it. I got it. Or are you a person to be like, no, I need that. Run that. You, you know, um, let me know. <laughs> uh, but the next question I asked, and I did put this on my story was, what was the last thing you bought that was a big purchase? Um, and a lot of people said a car, which is great. Yes, car is a great investment. A car, literally, I know sometimes cars are scary because, you know, accidents and shit that, could, shit that happens with cars, of course, like, you know. But my car is my favorite thing. Like, I love my car. Like, literally, will over my car. And you can imagine what that is. I just want you to know the hand movement was up and down. So you, you use your imagination on what I'm doing. Um, but, um, I love my car. And I think my car was the best investment I did in a long time. I would definitely also say a way to save money and a way to maintain your investment of your car is make sure you buy a car you actually want and like. Don't just get a car because you need a car. You want a car. Get a car and get a car you actually like. And if it's not a car you... So now, let me say it's not a car you like. If it's a car that you can't afford, save towards that car and then get the car. Don't get cars and then get up to that car because it, cars are depreciating assets. And even though they are an investment, after five to ten years, you either have to get a new car or you shit out of luck again. So <laughs> um, just make sure, you know, like I said, make sure you like your purchase and you like your car because the more you like your car, the longer you'll keep it lasting and take care of it and do everything necessary for it. But now if you don't like your car, you're just using it as means of transportation. You could care less. And I'm only speaking from experience. Um, the last car I had, not saying I didn't like it, but it was a car that I didn't want. It was a car that my parents had given me for graduation. And I, I, I cried and I'm like, I wanted a Wrangler. I asked for one gift for Christmas and for graduation and you guys gave me another car and I didn't want it. And this ties into gener generational wealth, ladies and gentlemen. My parents, my mom, the car I had before my Jeep was my mom's car. And wow, I just scratched my leg and I know the mic picked that up. But anyway, <laughs> um, my mom had a car. She kept it in amazing shape. And the whole time I'm thinking she's keeping an amazing shape because she likes the car. But in all reality, once my mom, you know, invested in the car, paid it off. And I will also recommend financing. Don't lease your car uh, because in the long run, you're going to be paying more for leases. And I'll explain that long, uh, later after this story. Um, basically, my mom kept it nice, kept it very well maintained. And when it's time for graduation, she passed the car along to me. Now... Do I sound like a spoiled brat from complaining about, oh, I wanted a Jeep? Absolutely. You know why? Because my mom knew that that car was an investment. And she saved and saved, not saved for the car, but saved the car, like maintained the car. And then she was able to gift it to me in perfect condition. I mean, it was a 2012 Maxima. And she gave it to me in 2017, 2016, end of 2016. 
2017. She made all her payments on time, paid the car off early three months before its payment date, right? Made sure the car got its monthly oil changes, make sure the car was washed weekly, gas every other day in it. Just made sure the car was looking great. And because I was such a spoiled brat, not saying I sat there and crashed the car on purpose, but the tongue is powerful and manifestation is a really real thing. The fact that I didn't care about the car, the universe in turn or, you know, karma in turn felt like, you know what, then you don't deserve this car. You don't you don't treat it well, then why do you need it? And literally, I probably had the car maybe two weeks and I thought I could fit through an area and I scratched the whole side of my car. That was the first thing. Then another time I crashed into the back of a dollar van and drove off. <laughs> Drove off, y'all. Because <laughs> I still had to get to work. I still had to get to work. It wasn't like I drove off because I didn't want to wait. I had to get to work. I wouldn't have a job if I would have stayed. So, yeah. <laughs> and then another time, being fat, I went through McDonald's drive through, scratched the whole side. like. And then my final and last you know, running with the car basically was on Halloween of 2020, 2019. I was meeting my godfather for brunch on Halloween because I had taken off like four days when I worked at Macy's, right? Um, and oh, I said the department store that should not be named, but yeah, when I worked at Macy's, um, <laughs> uh, basically I was downtown Brooklyn, it was raining heavy too, and a cab company ran the light and basically while running the light he literally smacked into the back of my car um and basically misaligned or de-aligned i don't know what the word would be my tire um basically my airbags popped out like i had like pretty bad back problems but i was just so keen on brunch that i didn't even care to like wait go to the hospital none of that i just was like let's go to brunch i'm so stressed i don't have a car all of that right but now, if I really was in a place where I maintain the energy to just say, you know, I have a car, I'm blessed. Let me maintain this car and then I could take it to trade it in when I have a job and, you know, have real money and I could trade it in for any up value. I could have probably sold my car for about $10,000 realistically if I would have maintained it. But since I got into an accident, like the car has no value now. What can you do with it? And it was totaled. So that's what I mean in maintaining. When you maintain what you have... That kind of shows God, the universe, or, you know, if you believe in yourself, you know, with no, <laughs> and I did the air quotes, I did. If you feel like you're the end all be all, um, basically make sure that, you know, you're maintaining so that when you get onto your next gift or your next blessing or your next car, whatever it is, you can maintain that one as well, or you want to maintain that one as well, right? Um, another person said a big purchase they had was um, a camera. And again, uh, if you guys have any photography needs, just follow World of Versace on Instagram. Uh, she does great photography. And that's a little promo, guys. Always promote your friends, your family, anyone you know who's perfecting their craft. And this is what I was thinking of in the car. And I forgot I didn't touch on that. I think I have ADD. Yeah, I'll just jump from topic to topic. But... Um, what I was thinking in the car was basically, if you have a craft, why wouldn't you want to market on it? Use your craft and market. If it's monetarily, if it's creatively, just market on your craft. Either get better and make money off it or just get better to do it for the love of it, for the fun of it. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Or if you don't have a skill, learn a new skill. You never know. Some of the best things you could be good at is the things you don't do. You get what I'm saying? Or the things you think you can't do. This, really, the sky is the limit. And even with your money, literally, the sky, <laughs> especially with your money, the sky is the limit. So... I feel like if you have somebody who you know is creative creative or has a craft, promote them at all times. You know what skill, what courage, what 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 strength you have to have to pursue your craft without say for example promotion or without without people supporting you. There'll be 10 people in a room. I could have so many accolades. I could be this person A B and C, but because I don't have the popularity behind me, you don't think that I'm skilled or you don't think that I'm proficient. So you, of course, go to the person who's popular. We have to realize promotion is what gets us all through the doors. It gets us all winning. It, 
literally. So if you, like I said, if you see somebody who needs promotion, please fill out that survey in my bio and just promote, even if you're not answering any of the other questions, just promote your friends or promote somebody you know who has a business or is doing something very big. And I'll shout it out here because like, Come on, pay it forward. You never know. Somebody could be listening to my podcast one day and it's the CEO of Maybelline. And I know three people who do makeup and they're looking for new makeup artists to work on a Paris show or something. That's promoting and getting people's foot in the door. And you know what that costs to shout you out on my podcast? Nothing. It's free 99. And you know what it, it, it brings me? It brings me millions. And I don't mean in money. I mean in joy. Because not only am I pushing people out there who do what they love or are working on what they love, it's, it's just like me, you know? Like, I get on this. I get on my computer. I'm like, get on this. <laughs> I'm speaking big already, y'all. Uh, when I get on my computer and plug in my mic and speak, you know, my mind for 45 minutes to an hour, I'm not doing it just for my benefit. I'm doing it for the benefit of increasing my craft and not only that projecting other people's crafts who may need it or who may want it or who just need to get the right ear to the to the to the craft and boom now you're there so always promote your friends guys um and that's what I wanted to talk about craft but someone else said um what was a big purchase and they said a vacation well they really said to see my ass but (laughs) you girl that's like 20 percent um, but yeah, vacation. And that's another question I asked. So that ties into money on experience or things. And everybody said experiences. So I feel like even vacations are an investment too. You can buy a $1,000 pair of Chanel shoes, a $5,000 Chanel bag, or you can tour Italy for $5,000 for two weeks. So it's like, what would you prefer? And it made me happy to see people say they would spend money on experiences. Because it's true, you only have one life to live. You can take those memories with you to the grave, but you cannot take those Manolo Blahniks with you. And even if you do, A, grave robbers, B, it doesn't transition like that. I don't think so, you know. (laughs) But uh, then I asked, oh, I didn't ask, but I should have asked, what do you like to spend money on? Um, Basically... I'll answer. Well, tell me what you guys like to spend money on, but I'll tell you what I like to spend money on. I realize I like to spend money on home stuff, making my house more homely or my apartment, whatever you want to call it, if we're into titles. My apartment, the place I rest my head, my home, my house, my dwelling, my my crib. I like to make it nice, so I like to be home. And I kind of blame Mizzy for that. Like, he made me a crab, y'all. Usually, I like to be out and about. But now, it's just like, I like to be home, at peace with myself. You know, really focusing on me. And, you know, not even just focusing on me, but, like, focusing on how I could get better. How I can get richer. How I could really, you know, do what I need to do to better myself. And trust me, I, I know that's going to come regardless. I'm, I just have to really work on my patience, you know? So... <laughs> But long term, oh, we know success is coming. It may not be today. It might not be tomorrow, but it's coming. Um, And that's another thing I want to say. Really quote. It's really a quote really fast. I saw it, but I don't think I'm going to say it right. But somebody was like, keep trying because that one win will suffice for those 70 losses or 61 losses, something like that. And that's my mantra of the week, my quote of the week. That one, it only takes one time to win, guys. Think about that. Only one time. You're going to lose. Michael Jackson even said it. You miss. No, somebody said you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky said that. But Michael Jordan said he shot over 1,000 free throws in high school, right? And look at Michael Jackson now. Michael Michael Jackson. Oh, my God. Rest in peace, Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan. (laughs) MJ played ball, too. Come on, y'all. Um... (laughs) Oh, wait, no, Mike, wait, well, damn, it's too many Michaels, especially famous ones, but um, Michael Jordan, bro, he didn't make his, um, whatchamacallit, his junior varsity team, or he didn't make his varsity team, one of them, I'm be butchering the facts, y'all, um, but look at him now, you think Michael Jordan today would have told Michael Jordan in the past, 
Imagine him talking to him like, bro, it's going to be all worth it. So that's why I don't stress. And then I heard another quote, bro, I'm telling you, the signs are coming to me, y'all. Um, I was watching the show Dynasty. Y'all should definitely watch it. It's about this rich white family in Atlanta. It's super good, super good. It comes on the CW and Jade from Victorious is on it. So yeah, y'all got to see it. Um, but basically, the guy on the show who she was sleeping with, who she later found out to be her half-cousin, was telling her that well basically was telling the family that the reason why he's so successful and proficient is because fear doesn't bother him anymore failure doesn't stop him it only makes him go harder he said to him failure is just a bump in the road he knows he has to pass in order to get where he has to be and when I tell you guys, when he said that, that shit gave me goosebumps. I realized I have to stop clinging on to fear and start clinging on to success. And that's even with money, y'all. Stop clearing to the fear of losing money. Money is always going to come around. Money is everlasting, believe it or not. Like, until it's not. But if it's not, it's not just for you. It's for everybody. Be in a place where you don't idolize the dollar or where you feel like oh if I don't have money if I don't do this I'm my life is boring stop giving personality and persona to money it's just money it's just money literally that's 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 literally the the end game of me discussing frugal or financial I mean frugal or financial frugal or frivolous and how we can maintain money that's that's literally the end money is an object you can't, like, again, you can't take it with you. Spend while you're here, enjoy. But don't get to the point where you have to feel like, oh, I'm spending money to maintain something, maintain an image, maintain happiness, maintain, literally, use money as you need it. Don't use it as you want it. And that's the quote, ladies and gentlemen. Write it down. Put it on a billboard. <laughs> so now, my next question is, did you get allowance as a kid? I didn't ask this either. And I feel like that's why I'm so throw money around is because my parents are going to lie and be like, oh, we gave you an allowance. Erica and Charles did not give me any money. I had like $5 a day. And as a kid in high school, you cannot spend $5 a day. Breakfast alone is $5. Breakfast alone back then was $4. But then you had to pay a dollar to keep your phone in the store. So it was $5. Now after school, I'm hungry. You get what I'm saying? I'm hungry. I want a snack, but I don't have no money. So now I have to wait till tomorrow. And if you really wanted to do it smart, so basically it would have to be, let's say, $2.50 in the morning, bagel with butter in Arizona, plus my phone in the store, and then I have a little $2 for after school. And then what could I eat after school? A donut? A donut? A bag of chips? Like... So that's, no, I didn't get an allowance. So probably that's why I'm so frivolous now. Cause it's like, oh, I don't know when I'll get money again, spend it. <laughs> that's a joke um, about the me spending money and being frivolous now. Not about my parents giving me $5 a day. They really gave me $5 a day. My allowance was $20 a week. And I'm not even gonna get y'all started on what they gave Justin. Justin was walking out the crib with 20 beans, bro. <laughs> 20 beads Justin would come with change bro it was at one point my parents was like Justin where you getting this money from little do they know it was from them but you don't need $20 a day right you only need about 10 10 don't get to do you right so what else you think I'm doing with the, the other 10 pocket change so not only am I coming up $100 a week $50 is going back in my pocket like so they really used to ask him Justin where you getting this money y'all <laughs> y'all um but yeah let me know if you got allowance as a kid maybe i'm not the only one who experienced cheap parents you know you guys ever seen that meme where it was like yo i can't believe we used to be crying and begging our parents over a funky ass two dollar happy meal literally <laughs> exclamation point me asking for a little extra money all i got was a little funky ass five dollars but you know that's that's what happens y'all Maybe my parents only gave me $5 because they know I couldn't handle money. That could be that could be the silver lining, too. I used to lose a lot of stuff as a kid, too. I remember one time, and it's the last story I go back into, and then we can move on to generational wealth. I begged my mom to take this iPod shuffle I got on a school trip. Begged, begged and pleaded. Begged, y'all. My mother said, don't take it on a trip with you. You're going to lose it. Hard hats make soft butts. Bro, not even five minutes into the bowling alley, I lost the motherfucking iPad, bro. I mean, the iPod, bro. And that's what we call life coming at you fast. And that's why I also spend the way I spend because 
Life comes at you super quick. And I learned that at a very early age, like nine years old. So yeah, I need to stop moving in fear because life humbled me quick, very young. And basically once that happened, I didn't have an iPod shuffle for about 50, 60 years. No, I'm just joking. Um, maybe about for a while, maybe like two years until I bought the... Um, actually, no, I never got a new iPod. I basically took my dad's and he let me have it. His um, It was like the iPod, the regular iPod, the big one with the big back. Um, he let me have it. And it's so sad too because that iPod shuffle, my uncle and my aunt got me for Christmas. Um, and they monogrammed it for me. And it was so sad. Like me, my cousins, me, Tiara, and Janae all had the iPod shuffles. We thought we was official tissue, bro. And I lost that shit literally maybe about a month later. <laughs> so, yeah. Humble. Humble. Real humble. Uh, so, now we can get into generational wealth. Um, and I asked, but I didn't ask, are you a receiver of generational wealth or will you be the first generation starting generational wealth in your family tree? Um, I feel like my parents did start generational wealth with me. I know should God forbid um, I need something or I'm in a place where I need something passed along or want something like in the long run passed along to me. I definitely think that's possible. My parents, like I said, um, Technically, they were frugal spenders. Um, when I was young, they set me up in a place where I could be able to get the things that they've maintained and kept, and it would be passed along to me. So, yes, I'm a receiver of generational wealth. Um, do I want to be more of a receiver? Absolutely. I wish my parents were like billionaires, get me like an island or something. But they may not have, but I want to be able to return that favor, not only to them, but should I have kids in the future, I want to be in a place where I could be like, oh, baby, you want a yacht? Here's a yacht. I'll, I'll give you the one I bought last year from Beyonce and Jay-Z or something like that. Um, but on a serious note, I really want to be like, hey, I bought four acres of land. My house takes up two of these acres, but this is my land. Should you get older and you need a house? I, mommy has it for you. Just go build it. Go find a developer. And that's setting up not only my kids for success, but their kids for success and so on and so off, so forth. And Alexis, I don't know if you're going to like me telling your business, but I'm going to tell it. Because <laughs> I got to be consistent. Nah, but it's nothing bad. It's just like Alexis is one of the first friends I met whose parents set her up for generational wealth and moving on to the next generation. Um, and that really inspired me to go in and say, you know what, this is something I will want to do for my kids or something I will want to continue on for genera generations to go on. So that's the first run I really got to see generational wealth and basically spreading the wealth or generational passing downs, whatever you would call that, you know, being continued and that's what really instilled me to be like I have to set myself up for a future where I know my family's 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 families is good I want to be so well off that my grandchildren's grandchildren will be fine and that ties into communities as well let's talk about it even though we don't see generational wealth in black families, trust me, it's very prominent. Go down south, go Midwest, go to California. It's happening. Get out of your surroundings. A lot of the things we are, think aren't possible is because we're stuck in a perspective in an environment where we don't see it. There's many people down south who parents are passing them along houses and so forth and so forth. Businesses as well. Um, trademarks, names, same in it within California. They're given businesses, whether it be uh, LLCs or food trucks or anything like that, they're passing that along. And in the Midwest, yeah, they may not be getting trademarks and LLCs, but they're getting land, they're getting farming, they're getting animals. That's passing it along. And trust me, it happens. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Um, what else was I going to say? So um, before I go on to the next topic, I just want to say one more thing about generational wealth. Um, basically, in the communities, um, and this is where I learned firsthand account from not only my mom's occupation, but the people who I were around in high school. Um, a lot of Jewish people set their children up for success as well. Um, like I said, paying it forward, bringing it down, passing it down generation to generation. Um, and a lot of people don't know, but Jewish people, when their kids are born, they put 
money in a trust for the kids. And when that kid is a certain age, they get to touch that money in a trust. And I'm not talking about little money. I'm talking about hundreds and thousands of dollars that their child could touch just by saying, you know what, let me put $100 here. Let me do $100 here. Let me do $100 there. I even heard something else on where um, there's parents who put their children's name and bills and should their bills be paid on time and be it maintained, that kid will have a successful and very well, well off credit score. And that ties into my next topic about credit score. Do you think there's a difference between debt? Like, is there good debt and bad debt? And yeah, is, is your credit good or how's your credit looking? Do you feel like your credit could be better? Do you feel like your credit could be worse? Like, how how one thing a lot of people don't understand is credit credit can get you in your foot in any door especially if it's good credit i don't even have to have a job excuse me but if my credit's good i could go take out a g-wagon a six-bedroom house and a, a plane tomorrow you get what i'm saying but now if i have all that money in my pocket right millions of dollars and my credit sucks yeah i could pay money to fix my credit but that's not how credit works. Imagine you could just pay off all your bills. That's still not how credit works. Credit works to say, you know what? You've had this credit card for two years. You weren't maintaining it well. Okay, now you got millions of dollars and you're paying it off. Still going to take time for us to take it off, but now we see that you're maintaining. But before you weren't. So if you maintain your credit from the beginning and then say, for example, you're at like an 800 and then you fall off to like a 750. If you were maintaining that credit from the beginning... Credit, 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 credit lenders are going to let you slide. But now say you start at 800 and then there was a year or two where you dropped down to a 520. Creditors are going to look at you like, oh, this girl was butchering that credit score when she got it. Maintain your credit score. There is no difference between debt, good debt and bad debt. That would be an investment. It wouldn't be good debt. It would be an investment. You're going to get that money back. It's not good debt. It's just an investment. Bad debt is a really bad thing. And you know what bad debt is? Debt in general. Student loans, car notes, whatever you want to do. If you're not maintaining those bills or maintaining that credit, debt is bad. Very bad. Okay? Very bad. So there's, in my opinion, there's no good, no good debt or bad debt. It's just debt. You got to pay it back. And it's either you got the money and it becomes no debt or you don't got the money and it's still debt. So, um, but... Um, ooh, I didn't really speak too much, but I did. Um, I know y'all don't be saying here listening to an hour of a podcast, you know, because I'm not one of the big podcasters. But all I'm going to say is there's a non-person of color who just got a $60 million Spotify deal. And not saying her content is not as good as mine, but I'm kind of funnier. And I'm not talking about sex all day or sex stories, but... You know, that's just something to put out there. <coughs> Make a black woman famous. <coughs> Let a black woman get a Spotify deal. Um, and that's not to Spotify. That's to the people who say they listen to my podcast and the people who can promote. You are your own biggest critic. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking at it. <laughs> Total guys. Shout outs to uh, the Call Her Daddy uh, podcast. Her podcast is really lit. Um, definitely see why she got 60 million from Spotify, but you know, put a black woman on too. I want to be on Spotify too. It don't got to be 60 million. It could be like 30. You could go half, you know, cause twice as good for half of what they get. Um, I'm <laughs> just joking. Um, but yeah, that's really the podcast for today. I hope you took some of what I spoke about within money management and finances and fru frugality and fr frivolousness. <laughs> to heart and you know apply it to your life apply it to your finances apply it to your wallet it's not uncool to save money it's not uncool to budget your money correctly it's only uncool when you act like you can't do anything and then that becomes cheap it doesn't become uncool it becomes cheap um but yeah it's nothing uncool about saving your money and budgeting and really you know Putting your money towards investments versus, you know, instant gratification. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't let social media fool you. Don't let TV fool you. Don't let anything where you have a perspective other than your own fool you on how to manage your money. And at the end of the day, if you're doing a good job with the way you manage your money, I'm just chatting. But if you could use some tips, 
definitely write them down, take them down. Listen, I'm not the best spender. I'm not the best saver of money. Like, my credit could always be better, but I'm speaking from my experience. Don't go out there and be like, well, Tizzy told me. Because, no, no. And we're going to, this is admissible in court. No, I didn't tell you. I just advised. I gave you some of advice from my perspective. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm also, guys, I feel like I'm on, like, law and order every day. I feel like I'm a lawyer, the way I be talking to people. <laughs> but, yeah. So, go out. Fill out that survey for me. Season f 3 finale, guys, is the end of the month, July 30th. We're going to be answering questions. Promoing some people. Reflecting on this season and any previous seasons. Can't believe I'm going into season four. Like, that's still crazy. I started this podcast three years ago, guys. Um, but, you know, I'm for, from three to 30 years and then 30 more after that and then 30 more after that, you guys. Um, I just want to thank you guys for supporting me and doing what I love to do. Talking shit and running my mouth like Bobby said. Only difference is you won't see my black ass outside your house because I'm going to be in mine. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, uh, next week, like I said, we'll be talking about promotions. We'll be asking, answering questions. Any questions you have for me. Bringing up topics that you guys chose or said you wanted to hear more about. I'm excited about that. I feel like either I'm talking about redundant things or, you know, I'm running out of topics. Um, and then also, I did like a... A section in the form that I hope you guys fill out about anonymous confessions anything you want to get off your chest any advice you may need anything you want to say I will be reading on the podcast or you know reiterating on the podcast and like I said it's a hundred percent anonymous I did the form where I don't even know who wrote it unless you'd be like hey I filled out the form but I I, I really won't know because I didn't ask for any email I didn't ask for any name, none of that. It's just super anonymous. So I'm excited about that. Um, and yeah, support your people this week. Pro um, promise me, everybody, promise me, please. You will promote at least five people on your socials this week. Or speak highly of someone in a room that you know they would be wanting to be in. Like, speak to people, speak, basically speak about people and doors you know would open up for them. Pay it forward this week, you guys. Um, also, don't forget to say your prayers, manifestations, speak powerful powers within the tongue. Um, and what else do I have to say? I think it's one more thing I have to say. I'm not going to be annoying because I've already been speaking for a long, periodically time. Um, but yeah, be blessed this week, everybody. And I hope, like I said, I hope what I spoke about today really reflects and, you know, you can take a piece and apply it to your everyday life, your wallet, you know, your expenses, your expenses, your finances. Um, and yeah, uh, also, I will be doing a podcast with two special guests. I'm not going to say who. Two special guests. I hope you guys tune in. And we're going to basically have like a podcast where we talk about a bunch of things from conspiracy theories to facts versus fiction likes and dislikes and yeah it's just gonna be a fun family oriented family style podcast where everybody talks their shit and you laugh but peace and blessings all that's all goodbye